Business Foundations for Mums with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. Hello and welcome to Business Foundations for Mums. In today's episode, I want to talk about time management for busy mums in business. I don't think the word busy needs to be put in there because if you're a mum in business, you are busy. There is absolutely no doubt about that. But there are lots of things that we can do to make life a little bit easier. I just wanted to start by saying that there's a phrase I keep hearing, and I think for us as mums in business, we just need to be really mindful not to take too much heed of it. I've heard so many people say, we all have the same number of hours in the day. I actually heard it on a podcast episode this morning which um, that I was listening to, which made me think about it. And it was actually a, a podcast episode. It wasn't to do with mums or mums in business. It was um, a bit more specific. And it was two men talking and they were saying, you know, we've all got the same number of hours in the day. Just get up a bit earlier or just do this, that and the other. And what when I was listening to it, I just thought that's actually really unrealistic for a lot of mums because we have other commitments. We don't have the same number of hours in the day available to us to work on our business as, say, a single man would have. They would have a lot more time or a single person even. So thinking about it from that perspective or a man who gets to go out to work and has a partner who or a wife who does the vast majority of the childcare, there aren't the same amount of hours in the day for everybody when you have the commitment of a family. So I really wanted to just sort of start off by saying that because we do have a lot more to juggle as mums in business. And I think we need to be really careful not to listen when people tell us that we all have the same amount of hours in the day. Yes, I do get up early now and I do have an hour and a half to myself before the children wake up, but that hasn't always been the case. It depends on the season that they're in. It depends on whether you're in a position as to whether you could get a nanny, whether your children are at school already or whether they're still at home all the time, whether you've got family nearby who can help out. There's a lot of factors to think about in terms of the amount of time that we have. So now that's out there, <laughs> let's talk about some things that can help with time management and managing your business and all the tasks that need to be done and fitting that in around family life. The first thing I wanted to talk about was time blocking. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, it has worked for me sometimes at some points in my life. And it's there's been other phases and seasons in my life where it hasn't worked particularly well. I'm not using it at the moment, but I have done very successfully in the past. And time blocking can be a really, really good way of planning out your day. Effectively, you block out and you can, I used to do it on a spreadsheet. You can do it on a Google calendar. You can do it in whatever format you like. But effectively, you break your time down into time blocks. Um, I used to do it in 15 minute blocks. You could do it in half an hour blocks, even in hour long blocks, whatever works for you. But actually blocking out that time and putting specific things into specific time spaces means that you can look at the tasks that you've got to do and mean that all of the important tasks go in first. All the non-negotiables are in there. 
things like the school run. You know, if you have the school run five days a week and you know you're going to be out of the house from, I don't know, it's normally about 8.30 to 9.15 or thereabouts in, in our household. Um, so I block out that time because that time I will be on the school run. I can't commit that time to anything else. So tasks that you know are non-negotiable, getting the children out of bed, bath time, whatever it might be, block those out as non-negotiable time or unavailable time for your business. Then once you've got that done, you need to look at the tasks that are most important within your business. What do you really need to get done? So you look at your spaces and you block that most important work in. And then you look at the other tasks that you also need to get done and you find spaces to do it. Um, when you're time blocking, it's really, really important to make sure you add some buffer time in there, some blank spaces, because there are tasks that are going to run over. There will be interruptions. There will always be something unexpected or a child who's off sick. And you might find that you might need some additional time in your week or in your day. So it's really important to factor in some buffer time. Don't just block out every single moment that you have. And time for just stopping and having a cup of tea. It is important to just stop and take a breath sometimes as well. Another really important thing to be able to do is to prioritise your tasks. And there's a few tips and strategies that I have that I can suggest around that. So the first thing that I would suggest if you are prioritising your task is to have a look at the Eisenhower matrix. I found this really, really useful in helping me to prioritise tasks. I quite often will do a brain dump. So that's a really good way of getting all of those thoughts that are going on in your head, out of your head, down onto paper and into some kind of a list. It clears your headspace. It makes it so much easier to think clearly. I try to brain dump about once a month. It's really, really good just to get it all out. And I get everything out of my head, whether that is business, whether that's personal commitments, you know, whether the children have got a dentist appointment I need to book or whatever it might be. Anything that's in my head that needs doing, I sit down for at least an hour with a cup of tea or a coffee and I just get it all out onto a piece of paper, onto a massive to-do list. And once you've got your to-do list, then you can start to prioritise those tasks. With the Eisenhower matrix, it's a really good one. Look it up. It's a grid with four squares and one of the columns or rows, you can do it either way around, is importance. So there's important and not so important. And on the other grid, you have urgent and not urgent. You put all of your tasks into the grid in each of those quadrants. And then the things that are urgent and important get done first. They are your priority. What's interesting is a lot of people often then move on to the not important but urgent tasks. And actually, the much better way from a time management perspective to work on things is to work on the important but not urgent tasks. Because if they're important, they need to be done and it means they don't get left to the last minute. Then you can think about whether you maybe want to outsource some of the tasks that are in the other two quadrants. And those things that are not urgent and not important, can they just be removed altogether? So that's a really good way of prioritizing. Another really good way, if you've done your brain dump, you've got everything on a piece of paper, is to prioritize things as A, B or C. A is the stuff that has to get done today. It must be done. It's absolutely essential. There's your A. Absolutely must be done today. B is the stuff that would be bloody lovely to get done today. But actually, if it can be rolled over tomorrow, that's not the end of the world. And C is anything else that is relatively urgent that needs to be done. And the things that don't get a, a B or a C, they can be left till later. So the C's are could be done if you get a chance today. 
So that's another really good way of prioritizing. And just to keep that list rolling over to the next day, every time you've completed an A, you cross it off until you've done all of your A tasks, and then you move on to your Bs and so on. And the next day, you can revisit and see what comes up as an A, a B or a C. Something else that you can do, which I find really useful, actually, is to add tasks to your to-do list. And actually, some people have said they find this quite unhelpful. So again, it's about whether it works for you. But add tasks to your to-do list that are tasks that are going to be done anyway. So eat breakfast or have a bath. I'm thinking about all the things that I do in my normal morning. Get the children up for school give the children breakfast, do the school run. Those are the tasks that are going to be done anyway. Get a load in the washing machine, all those things. Pop those on your to-do list because then when you look at your to-do list and you can start marking off all of those tasks that you've done and it really gives you a bit of a motivational boost when you actually look and see how much you have done in a day already before you've started working on the other tasks. One, it's a reminder that you may not get through some of the other stuff on your on your to-do list, but you have actually got a lot done today. And all of those normal parental responsibilities that we have, they take up our time and they are important and we have got those things done. So it's a really good way just to give you that little boost. Look, I've done all this today already. Let's crack on with the rest of the list and see how much more we can get done. Once you've done some time blocking and thought about that, if that's something for you, once you've prioritized your tasks, something else that can be really, really useful to do is to outsource some of your work. Find somebody who can do it for you. Find a virtual assistant who could do some of the work that would otherwise be taking up your time. Did you start your business to spend your entire time, all of your time, posting on social media and trying to get customers? Or did you start your business to do whatever it is that you do best? So think about all of those tasks that somebody else could do for you. You don't have to outsource all of it. So as a virtual assistant, for some of my clients, they create all of their content and I just schedule it for them. For others, they might create an image and... I will, I actually don't do it myself because content creation is not my forte, but I have a a fantastic lady on my team who works um, on content creation and she's absolutely brilliant at it. So she will create written content to go with the images that some of my clients have created. And equally, if you like the written stuff, but you're not very good at the visuals, which is what I'm like, um, then I create the written content for my own social media. But I have an assistant who helps me to create the visual stuff because I'm not a visual person. So having somebody who you can outsource to who can do some of that work for you, outsource your bookkeeping, find the things that you don't like, the things that you're not very good at, or the things that take up a lot of your time and really it would be better spent doing something else. If you can pay somebody else to do it and you can make more money doing what you do best with that same time, then you're better off outsourcing those tasks. Another thing that's really useful if you are time poor and to help you manage that time is automation. Automation is so useful. You may have heard that I talked about it in the previous podcast episode with our guest. We talked about automation and the kind of things that you can automate. There are so many incredible tools out there to help you to automate all of the areas of your business. But also think about what you can automate in your personal life as well, just to streamline things. So I'm going to give you an example of something I have automated to a point in my home life is my shopping list. I have created a spreadsheet 
of all of the things that we buy on a regular basis. It took a little while to do it and to put it together, a couple of months of, of shopping trips and write, list writing and then translating those lists onto a spreadsheet. And anything that came up regularly, I added it to the spreadsheet and I've got it in categories. So it's in sections and those sections I've moved around. So they are in the same order as the aisles of the supermarket. So when I'm walking around the supermarket, I'm working my way through the list in order and all of the things that I shop for regularly are on that list. It means I don't need to rewrite them all. I can just tick them if I need them and then cross them off once I've bought them. And I just print a new copy of that list every week. I also use it as a checklist. So those things that I do buy regularly, you know, something like toothpaste, I just use it to run around the house quickly before I go shopping. And I just go through my list and go, right, do I need toothpaste? Yes. Soap? No. Shampoo? Yes. And so on. And we go through the list and I can just tick off the things that I need to get. Another thing that really helps me with that is we have, I don't want to say her name because she's going to respond to it, but we have an Alexa device and I, I just shout at her when I want to add something to my shopping list. So I'll tell her to add it to my shopping list. And then when the time comes, I can open the app, read what I need and just tick it off on my checklist. And there we go. It's ready for, for the shopping. So those are things in personal life that I find helpful. There are lots of other ways that you can automate and streamline in your personal life. In business, there are loads of ways to automate. Accounting software can be really, really useful. So most accounting software, depending on the packages that you have, if you pay for accounting software, you normally can get software that will automate certain transactions. If there's, for example, your insurance payment that's coming out every single month, you can automate it so that it auto adds that and you don't need to then go in and reconcile that on your your accounting software. You can have accounting software that if you have clients who you invoice the same amount to every single month, you can have recurring invoices. So it just creates the invoice for you on a specific day and you don't need to go in and manually do that, which is really, really helpful. Email marketing is something that's so good to automate. You can have automated sequences. So when someone joins your mailing list, they can automatically be added to a welcome sequence and they will get five emails over the course of 10 days, introducing you and your business and learning a bit more about you. You can have automations. So when someone signs up for a particular lead magnet that you've put out there, they automatically get sent that lead magnet and added to your mailing list. You can have automations such as Calendly, which I use, in my business. And if someone wants to book a, an appointment, I often use it for podcast interviews. So if I contact someone and I want them to be a guest on my podcast, I will send them my Calendly link and they can book in a suitable time to record a podcast interview with me. So those are really helpful. It automatically adds it to my calendar and to their calendar, emails them with the details and, and hey, presto, it's booked. It's really, really easy. You can connect that up with payments as well. So if you're doing paid sessions, you can have it connected up so it takes the payment and books them in with the session. Loads of different ways to do that. If you have a launch going on, it's really useful to have all of your content pre-created, scheduled to go out on specific days in preparation for the product or the service that you're launching, a series of emails going out promoting your launch, reminding people when the cart's opening, when the cart's closing. All of those kind of things can be automated and prepared in advance. You can automate your incoming emails. So for example, I was working with a client recently. If an email comes in from a certain number of specific emails and it has the word invoice in the title of the email in the subject line, then those emails will automatically be forwarded to their accounting software and that will upload to the accounting software for them. And certain emails from certain suppliers will automatically get redirected to an admin account 
or certain emails can get put into specific folders straight away. So there's loads of ways to use automations to really help to organize your emails, your life, your business. If you have course software, then you can have automations so that different modules are released on specific dates and emails are sent out. So there's loads and loads and loads of ways to add automation to your business and to your life, which just streamlines it and takes one more manual process off your plate. Another thing which is so important, the final thing I'm going to talk about today is asking for help. Asking for help can be really hard to do. I struggled with it for a really long time. I didn't want to ask people to help me out with the children. I didn't want to ask friends if my children could maybe spend a day with them if I was really, really busy. I didn't want to ask my parents because I didn't want to impose upon them. I would wait for people to offer. And then when people would offer, I would go, oh, no, it's fine. I can't ask you to do that. When in reality, inside, I was screaming, oh, God, I really want you to look after my children for the day. It's hard to do if you don't have people around you and it doesn't work for everybody. But again, if you have friends, if you have family who you know that your children are comfortable and safe with, that you can then ask them if they can possibly help out for the day because you've got a deadline or you've got loads of work on. So asking for help is really, really useful. One tip that has worked really well for me is where it works mutually for both people. So myself and one of my business friends, we live quite nearby. We both have children of a similar age. And in the summer holidays, we have in the past tried to arrange so that we can have a play date for the children at each other's houses once a week throughout the summer holidays. And effectively, we do a child swap. So I'll have her children for a day and she'll have my children for the day. And that gives each of us a day each week when we can get loads of work done. And the children we know are off playing with some friends and having a great time and doing lots of activities. And it takes a lot of pressure off over the summer holidays once a week makes a huge difference. If you can do that with two friends, it means that you've got two days a week when your children have got friends over to play and two days a week when you can work. So it can work really, really well. So hopefully you've got some tips there for how you can manage your time as a busy mum in business. There will always be hiccups. There will always be more that needs to be done. There will always be a huge pile of washing waiting for you. But the more you can streamline things and the more you can ask for help, automate, outsource, prioritise and plan out your time, the easier things will be to get everything done. I hope that's helped and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode where we will be interviewing another amazing mum in business. Thank you for joining us here at Business Foundations for Mums. You can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk. You can join our free Facebook group called Business Foundations for Mums or our low-cost BFFM membership for additional resources and support. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 